When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. You're our best friends, actually. Yeah, we count on you guys, man. Think buddy about boo. you. Yeah, boo, boo. Um, and he said, wabba, 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 doodly. Okay, sorry. All right. It's fine, Steve. It's all right. I am, um, just want you guys to know. Yeah. That uh, I was having a little technical difficulty, and I think that everything has worked out now. Okay, cool. And I'm, uh, oh, I'm there oh, sure. with you in spirit now. I just want you to know that. Okay. okay. Big, uh, big Olympics news that we will we'll start with. Let's let us quickly issue. Uh-huh. Um, we'll tell you when to turn it down for five seconds. Okay. Yeah. First, there will this is be, be a spoiler. Safe. There will be a spoiler, but we will let you know exactly when. So you can do a knob down, count to five, knob up. Right. Um, Simone Biles returned to the Olympics. She competition did. stage. She did the balance beam. Um. And I'm going to tell you how she did. Okay, so please, if you don't know, turn this is your chance. Down in three, two, one. She Go. took. She took home the bronze. She got the bronze. Slightly the watered bronze. down beam routine. She got the bronze. And let's welcome back. Yes. Let's now welcome back our friends who turned it down. You know what? It's almost impossible this year to not. I don't know any human who is watching the Olympics in real time because this time delay, us to Tokyo, yeah, it's, it's challenging. It really, it is. really is. And by the way, she also relieved, this is not a spoiler alert, this is just information, um, that sh- there was a tragic passing of one of her family members. Mm. Um, her aunt on her father's side oh, uh, passed away unexpectedly. Simone? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So did she say when that happened? She didn't exist. No, it's not in the story. I don't know if she was saying that impact her um, stepping out. I I'm getting the impression that it happened after she stepped out. Um, She said that was another one where I was like, "This week just needs to be over." Oh, sure. And then her coach was like, "Listen, you let me know what you need if you need anything." And she said, "There's nothing I can do." From over here. So she's just right. going to finish her week and then she's going to get home and deal with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So sad. Well, there's your Olympics update for yeah. today. Uh, uh, no, USA uh, in the lead still. Oh, no, we're tied with China. China. 66 medals. Oh, no. China's got 31 gold. We've got 22 gold. Huh. Then comes Russian. Uh, Russia, excuse me. Then comes Great Britain. Say it right, Donna. The Russian Olympic Committee. Blah. 
Because Russia was banned or something, and I so don't they're understand. like, what they if we think came just back changing to... their name is gonna. Yeah, we're like... not Russia. No, 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 no. We've, no. Heard, no. we've heard a lot of people have made that mistake. We're the Russian Olympic Committee. <laughs> what oh, well, come in then. Oh, our bad. Oh, you still have all the same people coming. Correct. Oh, got it. Okay, yes. but completely different. Yes, yeah. and they just read it in our name. Much more trustworthy. <laughs> the committee is here. Everybody trust the committee. I really want to know. That's funny. I'll tell you why in a second. I really want to know what is behind that, like how they're getting away with that. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I used to have a group of women that every month we would get together, but we called it a committee meeting. Mm. <laughs> so that way it sounded official. You know, we could be like, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't. I have a committee, committee meeting, meeting on Wednesday. Right. Yeah. Instead yeah. of happy hour with the girls. Exactly. It was a committee meeting. You know, um, I made a, I make mistakes all the time. All the time on radio and on television. And it's beautiful because it's live and we're not going to say take two. Let's try that one again. I watched your whole show yesterday. Oh, I wonder. You probably didn't even pick up on I it. I probably didn't. Okay, so <laughs> we, we, yesterday we had a food segment on. The, the lovely Amy James, your dear friend, and she's just so fun when she, she comes so on the good. show. She's, yeah, she's just great, great every time. together. So, um, anyway, she's on the show, and at one point we're, we're talking with everybody knows and loves Steph March of MSP Magazine, and of course, co-host of the Weekly Dish Saturdays right here on My Talk. So, Steph is walking us through, and we're checking out all this um, food. She brings this spread of food from Malcolm Yards, this new spot that's just opened. Really fun. And at one point, we, I, I just randomly bite into one of the 10 things that are on the table. <laughs> and she, I said, wow, what is this? She said, you're eating a mung bean something something mm-hmm. with like kimchi. I don't know. There was all sorts of really interesting flavors on it. And she said mung bean. And I said, you know what? Thinking ahead to a guest that we were going to have on at 4 o'clock, I said, you know what? Anytime that I have had... Anything that is like inspired by Hmong culture in a dish, it is fabulous. Because at mm-hmm. four o'clock, um, we were having the great chef Yia Vang on, mm-hmm. who is Hmong American and is has just introduced us on Twin Cities Live and therefore our audience to some really wonderful Hmong inspired recipes. Like he made a Hmong tater tot hot dish that was just melt your face off good. It was so good. So I'm thinking of Yia being there at four, and I'm thinking, wow, what are the chances? Of course I'm going to like this because it's, you know, there's mung beans in it. After the show, after the whole show, Yia is still there, and I said, you know what? I was just talking about, uh, we had a dish on earlier, Steph March was on, and I was raving about this mung bean. It was so good, and he so delicately said to me, yeah, so that's a mung bean. That's not like mung people. These are like H-M-O-N-G, Hmong people. M-U-N-G is a Hmong bean. These are homonyms, (laughs) I believe, in the English language. Words that sound alike but are not alike. Now, Steph, two things that happened there. First of all, Steph March didn't call me out. Maybe she was just being kind. Maybe she couldn't believe that I would make a mistake like that. So wait, did you say, I love Hmong food? You said... On the air, she said, that's a Hmong bean dish. And I said, I tell you what, I love any flavors that are inspired by Hmong culture. She then, I find out from Yia Vang of uh, Union Hmong Kitchen, after the show, he said, yeah, Steph walked off and said, hey, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. (laughs) 
Oh, but she didn't tell me that. Oh. Amy James said, like, she sort of, like, heard the mistake and did. Nobody called me out on it in the moment until Yia uh, told me about it. And so we all had a great laugh That's at my expense. funny. To which Yia oh. said to me, once Steph said that, I said, you know, but it looks like he's having fun out there. Let's, <laughs> let's not ruin it for him. Oh, my God. Anyway, if you've ever thought that a mung bean um, is from is represented in Hmong culture Mm -hmm. in their food, that is a mistake. (laughs) And I made it for us all. That's great. I caught another mistake you made. Oh, great. Let's hear it. (laughs) That had to have been the only one. Um, First of all, I've never heard of a Hmong bean, so I would not have picked up on that at all. Wonderful. Um, No, your guest, you said you could catch her on the radio from 9 to 2. She goes, um... No, it's 10 to 3. She was crestfallen <laughs> when I said that. You could sense the real, like, is this how we're starting it's the like show? It's like you're trying to sabotage her because we're on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. You can uh, catch her 9 to noon like, on my Oh, time. I can't catch her, but maybe I'll go over to Donna and Steve. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Good a good time. Good times. All right. Well, we're out of time. I can't yeah, even tell you the fun. She told a great story at the beginning of our show. You can go watch Twin Cities Live. Go to TwinCitiesLive.com. Watch our host chat oh, from yesterday. Yes, I've heard that Amy before. told a very mm-hmm. fun story about her first wedding attendance uh, since the pandemic all shut down. Very funny. When we come back... um, Oh, hey, Donna, we need to figure out a confession. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why don't we take some suggestions? All right. You know, Hannah, Millennial Hannah's going to be all PO'd. Well, we won't put it on Facebook. We'll just take calls. Yeah, take that, Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, we don't need you. Yeah, get out of here! I just want to say that this is them conspiring against you, and I'm not involved. When we come back... (laughs) Uh, we got some things that make she you go, scary, huh? She is scary, isn't she? Can you figure this out? Quentin Tarantino's first job in Hollywood was as a blank impersonator on an episode of this beloved sitcom. Hmm. The year was 1988. See if you can figure it out. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on My Talk. Hey, big shout out to our friends at Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, Chill Boys is local. They make really comfortable and cooling men's underwear. The fabric is breathable and flexible because it's made from bamboo with a little smidge of spandex. And you could get a great deal right now on your first purchase. Yeah, you go to chillboys.com and then use the promo code MYTALK when you're there. What will await you besides a great deal? How about the most comfortable fabric that you will ever put over your nether regions? You need to believe me when I tell you that because it's true. I've tried all sorts of different kinds, including some really big names out there that say we have the most comfortable. Nay, said the horse, you do not. The Chill Boys are so comfortable. They're made of this bamboo fabric, which is just like made up of cumulonimbus clouds. It feels so good. (laughs) It is so cool. And my groin has been super happy with me ever since I made the switch. Good to know. Great for biking, (laughs) hiking, fishing, working out. No wedgies, no chafing, no odor. You guys, you got to try these. Go to chillboys.com. Don't forget to use that promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean. Hello, Steve. Hi. You got some facts for us? I have five of them. The fun kind? Yeah. Okay. Things that make you go. Things that make you I gave you this before the break so that you could have an opportunity to see if you could figure it out. It is all about Quentin Tarantino. Ever heard of him? Yeah. The year was 1998, and he made his television debut. It was his first job in Hollywood, really, of any sort. He was a blank impersonator on this show. The year was 1988. Can you figure it out? 88. Let's start with the impersonator. 
so someone that he impersonated? Yes, he was. He played a blank impersonator. Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Show. Okay, now let's think about how Quentin Tarantino was. <laughs> I know, John used to do that. <laughs> I did. Okay, so now that would make sense for Don. This might make more sense for Quentin Tarantino. Think about him. His face, more his hair. Ooh. Oh, God, his face. I mean... Nick Cage. Oh. Nicholas Cage? No, 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 that's a oh. hint. <laughs> he wasn't a Nick Elvis Cage impersonator. Presley. You got it, Donna. Yeah, woo! Oh, my gosh, no. So Tarantino's first Hollywood job was playing an Elvis impersonator on this beloved sitcom. The year was 1988. 88. Um, um, I, uh, family Ties? Family Ties, oh, she said. Was not, he a regular or he just appeared one just time? Just a one-time thing, I do believe. Okay, okay. 88, 88. That's a good guess, Dawn. No, it's not Family Ties. Cheers? Yeah, not Cheers. Think uh, Seinfeld. Oh, my single ladies. Oh, my single ladies. Okay. That's so, a roundabout tip oh, by Will Graham. Golden Girls? Yes. Oh, Golden Girls. Nice. Girls. Wow. What'd we win? Nothing. Oh, man. In fact, talk more about that as my internet fails and I log on through my phone. Okay. To see the other things. What uh, did you like best about what I just told uh, you? Well, I love the fact that, um, that I... W- Got it right. <laughs> um, that That's really pretty good. Helped me pretty, with my day. Pretty. Um, yeah. You know, pretty. you want me I to also, finish for you? I love Elvis, and let me tell you else something that's weird. I yeah. am an official. Here we go. <laughs> You're an official what? I'm an official from Graceland. Their Elvis competition. I'm an official Elvis tribute artist judge. How specific! Just don't. Don't. I had to take a test from what? Graceland about Elvis to really? be able to judge Elvis, not impersonators, but tribute artists. That's what they call them. So and I used to do this at Legends Theater in Branson, mm-hmm. where they would have a big competition. I mean, it's a world. It's a it's a nationwide competition. Uh, do you have your internet back? Yeah, kind of. I have it on my phone. Do you? Yeah, give us another one. I don't right. want to talk about me. This is well, I was going to ask a follow-up question. No, it's awesome. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I want to figure out what does that pay? It's got to be Nothing. some... We- oh, great. No, no, no. Even you better. Just, it's the privilege of... Of course. ...of judging Elvi. I do How about this? this. If, I, if my dog didn't come with a name, I would have named him Elvis. That's a cute oh, name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Could dress Let's... him up in costumes. Oh, yeah. Give him, like, a wig. Oh, and he would, of course, be the fat Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the uh, peanut butter sandwich Elvis, I think. Rude. Ducks quack in different accents depending on where they're from. No, now that's, that's how bold. it's written. No. That's they wrote it. That's how it's written. Do we buy this at all? I can't believe Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. No. Well, we're, we're, we're really finding out a lot of things about birds lately, aren't we? Yesterday, we learned that geese can fly with their heads turned around like an exorcist and upside down. <laughs> yep, it's called whittling. <laughs> what? Whiffling. Whiffling? Whiffling. Whiffling or whittling, I can't remember. Okay. 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 Yeah, it's, there's a, a picture that was going viral because a photographer caught it and people thought he photoshopped it. He's like, nope. Really? So it was belly up, mm-hmm. but its head was straight. All right. All right. Well, I don't Pop know. That. I don't know what fr- if you've traveled anywhere and heard the ducks. Mm. French ducks different. Chinese ducks quick. different, I guess. Quick. Quack. 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 Oh. <laughs> trying to think of how like an Australian duck would quack. I don't know. Rise up lights. I don't know. Rise up. Rise lights. up. <laughs> uh, oh, this is fun. Not really. <laughs> Every United States president since FDR has been named Time Magazine's Person of the Year at least one time, except for this president. And the, I'll give you a hint here. The day after Time made instead, you was the Person of the Year in 2006. The day after they declared Time's Person of the Year was you, us, as it reads. This president, former, passed away. The only president to not be named oh, wow. Person of the Year by Time. Um, 2006. 2006. That would be... Think yeah. of cars. Carter? Ford. Carter? Ford. It is Ford. I love, mm-hmm. Wow, you guys, those are good guesses. Good hint, Steve. Also, <sighs> happy to say Jimmy Carter still alive. Absolutely. And his wife. Even though Don just tried to write him off. Um, yeah. I did that once during Twin Cities Live. I said, Bob Dole, God rest his soul. And then about 30 seconds later, someone jumped in my ear and said, Bob Dole is still alive. (laughs) After they confirmed it. So I got to update that. Mung bean style. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. And they just, um, Jimmy Carter and his wife just celebrated, what, 75 years of marriage. Goodness gracious. How amazing. Uh, right. You were both alive during the year 1972? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Don, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did it's bad okay. math. You look great. Hey, thank you. The longest year ever uh, was. Um, also, Donna. Donna looks amazing. Thanks, Don. How low is the light? <laughs> oh, it's great on her. I kid. I kid. No, the longest year ever was 1972. It was a leap year, so it had an extra day, of course, but it also had two extra leap seconds. That is what? the longest day on record. Or excuse me, the longest year on record was the year 1972. Why did it have leap seconds? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Where the Wild Things Are was originally going to be called Where the Wild Horses Are until author Maurice Sendak realized he couldn't draw horses. So then they just became like furry blob things. Hmm. That's all I got. Mm -mm 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 -m
Mm. Oh, we got to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk a little TV upon our return. Coming up next. You know, sometimes the hardest part about going to the gym is literally going to the gym. That's where the Y comes in. When you become a YMCA of the North member, you get free access to Virtual Y. Five to six live streams daily on fitness, well-being, cooking, and more. Plus, if you join by April 30th, you'll get $0 enrollment and a free personal training session, too. Go to ymcanorth.org. Good morning. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You guys ever watch Grey's Anatomy? I did not. Not any of it? No. I feel like I watched the first few seasons. I think they're on season 17. Okay. Now, um... Holy cow, I just cannot believe that this show is still going. Um, I Ellen, can't either. I mean, and to be an actress who has such a steady job for yeah. so long, that is really highly unusual for Ellen Pompeo, of course, who is uh, the star of Grey's Anatomy. Um this week, she sat down with a uh, with Laura Brown, who has a podcast okay. called Ladies First, and I I give Ellen Pompeo a lot of credit because she does not give a bleep, <laughs> and she decided that she's taking a break. She's doesn't she thinks she's going to possibly give up acting. After Grey's Anatomy. And who could blame her to do something for that long? It feels like it would just be in your DNA. It'd be hard to quit. I would would think she would want to, and I don't know, it's easier said than done, transition into movies. Right. One-off series, you know, limited series and things like that. Sure. But maybe she needs to do like two to five years of just nothing it says her net worth is an estimated 80 million i would think it's more than that oh for sure if she's been on 17 seasons yeah surely she gets a million a season she got a really big raise very recently uh, recently. the members of friends got a million an episode yeah for the last so how is she not making that's got to be wrong. Yeah, Twenty million dollar annual sa- salary. Okay, that's she good. She revealed that's a that good in twenty eighteen. It made her the highest paid actress on a drama series. Yeah, because so, everything that depends means on her. Just the last four years, she's made eighty million. So her net worth has to be more than that, I would imagine. Yeah, you would think, unless she blew a lot of money. Donna, what, Steve? Don't tear down other women. Well, here's a clip of her uh, talking about her plans. Hold on just okay. a second. Sorry, I was messing with something else. No there. worries, girl. She makes oh, $575,000 per episode. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I do have a story later today. Okay. Deep tease coming up at 1045. Okay. Judge Judy, speaking of highly paid oh, yeah. female celebrities. Extremely. She just won a big uh, court case, but within it. So I'm reading through this article this morning, and then I see it's linked up to... A, I don't know if it was a deposition or something that she sort of went off in a courtroom about four years ago defending herself against CBS. And she also informed us about what her negotiations look like. And it's really fascinating. So we'll talk about that 
at 10.45 today. Excellent. Here's Ellen Pompeo. I have a couple of really exciting things that I'm working on that I'm not quite ready to speak about yet, but I'm definitely working on my next chapter, so to speak. I don't know that it's sitting in a trailer watching myself on screen. I'm not saying I I would never act again. I, I very well may, but I'm not super excited about continuing my acting career. I'm I'm more entrepreneurial at this stage and I'm excited about investing in businesses and starting businesses. And that's an area of growth that I'm excited about using my brain in a different way. That's oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I always like marvel at people who do something for so long. Like I knew a, a few people in radio who just went, yep, I'm giving it up and went and became a lawyer mm-hmm. after, you know, 10 years in the business. The fact that people can reinvent themselves like that is just. But, you know, you could, too. I guess. I think there's a little bit of a. Uh-oh. Trap is not the right word. <laughs> that's aggressive. Trap yeah, me is and aggressive. Prince Harry, we're trapped. Yeah, that's right. And America offers their sympathies to right. Donna Valentine. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, trap is the wrong word. But there is an element of mentally tricking yourself into thinking, this is all I can do. And particularly when you've experienced some level of success in a given field. Now, I think it seems harder to imagine when you have people in front of a camera or behind a microphone because it seems like, well, why would you ever want to move out of that? Doesn't mm, that? Sure. But what people behind the scenes don't know, like Ellen Pompeo, I'm sure there's a lot that's cush about her job and I'm sure there's a lot that's grueling about her job as well. But I think there's a, usually like a limiting mindset that we have that just says, well, I couldn't go out and do anything else. But you have to really like detach yourself from your identity being found in what you do as opposed to who you are. And I think some people look, it turns out for some people when they leave and other, other folks, probably it doesn't, but there, I think comes a time where you just say, you know what, I need to shake this up a little bit and just take the risk to figure out, is there something different, more fulfilling, more impactful? Sure. You know, it's, but it's, it's a difficult point to get to. I will say, for Ellen Pompeo, and we all love her. Listen, she's, I don't, my wife has watched all 17 episodes. She's oh, like Colleen. Wow. Or excuse me, 17 seasons. Right. She's like Colleen wow. in that way. Every week, and there was a time she was, like, there have been multiple times when she was like, that's it, I'm done. Shonda Rhimes kills off a beloved character without oh. explanation. She's like, that's it, I can't do it. Next Thursday, she's watching Grey's Anatomy. So I, I, you know, feel near and dear to Ellen Pompeo, but it's easier, I'm sure, for her if you're making yeah. 15 million a year to have a nice safety net of I could do nothing for the next 10 years and be just fine. Yeah, she's set up pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Uh, anybody watching The White Lotus? No. no. And what if I said I've already forgotten what it is? Oh, I would be really mad. Well, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I like this. This is on, um, oh my gosh, what is HBO it on Max. HBO Max? See, you remembered that. Thank you, Jason Steve. and Alexis both watch it. They love it. They love it? It's, it's interesting. It, it's very witty. It's very witty. I would put it, it, it. Connie Britton's in it. I love Connie Britton. Yeah, me too. Uh, Steve Zahn is in it. 
Oh, Minnesota Jennifer Zone. Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge is fantastic. I've heard great things about her in this show. Oh, she's so good. She's really stretching uh, her her role. Mm. You know, like everything you've seen her in, you kind of almost feel like you know where she's going. This She's a little bit different. She's quirky in the beginning. Her character, I was like... Oh my God, I hate her. I need, I, I'm going to scream. She's driving me crazy. Yeah. But now I'm trying to watch it as uh, an art instead of someone that oh, I can't stand. Weird. Well, that's weird, Donna. I'm trying to watch her performance and see what she's doing with it rather than let the character get on my nerves. I know I would love this. I think you would. Because it's mysterious. I've heard it's really kind of weird, mysterious, just sort of bizarre. Yeah, it's like, it's satire. Yeah. And she she's really, really good. Um, Connie Britton's great. There's two young girls who are so funny uh, in this. So they're all on vacation, Steve. They're all on vacation in Hawaii. Okay. And it's kind of got a fantasy island vibe to it in that there's these people you learn about the privileged people and then the people who work at this uh, luxury hotel resort. And some of them interact with one another. Some, you know, some haven't yet. It's father son relationships, uh, mother daughter relationship. Um, a woman is mourning the loss of her mother. Um, just it's it's interesting. I can't look away. Hmm. I can't oh, really figure man. it out. I mean, it's no Kevin can bleep himself. Oh. But <laughs> oh, here she goes. What is? No, that show is great. Oh. Donna. What, Steve? I'm happy that you like. You're you're a real finisher of these things. It's pretty impressive. How are we doing on our book? Oh, that's right. Did you start reading it? No, no, no. It just came out today. It was on pre-order oh, yesterday. Okay. So I will order us the two copies officially today. I didn't want to get involved in a pre-order. Yeah, that's confusing. And it feels a little a little extra, a little thirsty, right? <laughs> like, we'll wait for the book to come out. We've got stuff going on, don't we, Donna? Yes, we do, Steve, a lot. We're very, very busy. Mm. How much are you going <laughs> to... So let me ask you a question. Okay. You're going to read this book together. Stupid it's Things 500, 500 pages, pages, by the way. Okay, so is there a goal... Like, do you have a date where you will finish it? Is okay, there like good question. a Let's weekly talk about that bit for a that moment. you're going to do about what you read? Okay, so here's what this means. If I order it today, we'll get it by the end of the week. And uh, so next week, uh, maybe I'll even get it on Friday done and can bring it in on Friday. So what this means is let's let's give it an even start of Monday, August 9th is sort of day one of the book. Okay? Okay. Let's say that. One, two, three. Oh gosh, what? Do, how long do we give ourselves? Well, you. I think you have to see it first and see how many dang chapters, because he sometimes has a very, very short chapter. I do like short chapters. That's yeah. why I think maybe there need to be page expectations. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best way to go. Okay. Yeah, like you know, in in a week, hundred <laughs> pages a week, we get through it in five weeks. Okay, I like that. A hundred pages oh, a week. Oh God, that's a lot. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't read pages a day. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. This is going to make you guys be. um, She can read ten. So now we've. What what are we going to finish it by twenty twenty two? Yeah, I mean that's where it looks at Donna's pace. I mean, we gotta we gotta get moving on this, sister. What about by Christmas? Yeah, let's do that. By Christmas? This is no. Wait a minute. I mean, what's what's wrong with that? I'm trying to work in your schedules. You're very busy. I mean, you have a million kids. 
She no. has a cabin we and a roommate. We have to push ourselves and get uncomfortable. <laughs> Thanks, you know? Dad, for making me sound busy. A, a, a lawn. She uh, does. She's the grass she has thing. a dog. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, I've got... Uh, she has many social events she goes to. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, Night to Unite tonight, Donna. That's right. Anybody doing anything? Dawn, is your neighborhood going crazy with Night oh, to Unite, formerly National Night National Out? National Night Out. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know. I don't go out of my house once I nice. get there. Nice. I don't. Be... <laughs> I'm the same way. Once I'm in, I'm I like, just don't I'm wanna... not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm already in sweatpants. It, yeah. I just bought a shirt yesterday that said sweatpants moment. Mm, that's good. <laughs> oh my God. Like Mariah Carey's moments, a headband uh-huh. moment. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. Fragrance moment. I like it. All right, here's what we're going to do. All right, 15 pages a August day. 9th. We're going to... Don't go to daily... Have you done any math on this? Nope. Okay. I want us to go to... Uh, I got it. I got it. Do you? Finish the damn thing by uh, the day after Labor Day. Oh, that's really ambitious. Dude, Donna, no. I could carve out... No, no. Here's I've the deal, Donna. family Dawn. coming. The fair. Yeah, the fair. I... No, no, no. If I can do it, I want to encourage you to give it a shot. You probably read faster than I do, Donna. I don't. I'm a very slow reader. Okay. Very slow. I'm also slow. I can't. I, I'll read a birthday card, uh, the front of a birthday card, and I've, I have friends go, you're still reading it? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Don't you hate it when you're reading publicly? And then sometimes I just turn the page just to like get people off my back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm over on this part of the newspaper now. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. All right, fine. Um, When we come back, it's time for See Something, Say Something. There is some controversial marriage advice Mm -hmm. that is going viral. Donna will tell us what it is, and then we'll all share our opinions. You can share yours, too. Uh, That, when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Along with producer Donna McClain. D-Mac. It's a D-Mac attack. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. I'm going to make that one stick, okay? (laughs) All right, I'm going to hit this button. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Um, okay, so we're going to run down a list of this marriage advice that's been, I don't know, making the rounds in on the Internet. Okay. And some people are saying, is that good advice or is that bad advice? Um, so let's see what you think, Steve, since you're the only one who's married. I am. I think so. I am married. Uh, you know how I'm going to feel about all this. I kind of do. Yeah. yeah especially, you're just trying to get me all riled yeah. up. I feel yeah. good today. Why are you doing this? All right, I'm going to start from the bottom up because. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Drake. No one should propose out of the blue. You should discuss it first so no one gets disappointed or embarrassed. Your thoughts? 
I don't know. I think there are very few surprises in life. Genuine surprises. That always seems like a good one. I don't know. The more you talk about it, I feel like you need to have um, feeler conversations. You know, sure. you're just trying to access some information mm-hmm. without saying, all right, I'm going to propose to you soon. If I propose, will you say yes? Then you may as well just do it right there. Right. I don't know. But I'm not as passionate about that one. Whatever. Some of them get really weird. You know. All right. How do you feel about this one? Okay. Soulmates aren't really a thing. Okay. No, I. Okay. Keep going. There isn't one person you're meant to be with, so don't put that pressure on yourselves. You know what? I have a different take on this. I'll be a little more semantic in how I break this down. I once had a big argument with my brother Scooty about this very topic when he was getting married to his wife, April. And we were at. A restaurant called Barnacles in Tampa. And we he was like, there isn't a soulmate. And I couldn't believe that he was saying this a couple days before he got married. I just said, this is insanity. What do you mean? But he was making a more nuanced, uh, offering a more nuanced take on it, which I agree with to some extent, um, which is there is a person that you commit to. Like there is no perfect person matching of for you i I understand what what this advice means you're sort of putting pressure on yourself and then you go home and you ask yourself at the end of that date is that my soulmate and you're trying to figure out all of the things that you think are harmonious about your lives when in reality you ain't gonna find that ever and so it really it's like looking for perfection it doesn't exist Right. The more difficult thing, as opposed to finding your soulmate, is committing to the person you love. That's more difficult, and it's less sexy. You're so wise. Whatever, Donna. Family shouldn't be too involved in a marriage. This is good or bad marriage advice. I'm going to say that's kind of bad, maybe at times good. It depends. What do you have? A nosy mother-in-law who's mm-hmm. trying to get into things? Yep. Oh my goodness! Those yep. can be overreaching. Um, and so we're fortunate enough where we have parents on both sides, Lou and I, who do not overreach into scenarios. Although I will say, at times when our marriage has gone through some great difficulty, especially mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. they got involved in encouraging us to keep our commitment to each other as everybody stands there with you on their wedding day right? and says everybody like the whole congregation says like yes we'll stand with you and then very rarely do we and so they did in that way and i thought that that was really meaningful great point you're right well we it's like we actually do they say will you stand with them will you support them right in most of highest priority your wedding party but usually if things get tough I think it's more comfortable for the wedding party or other people in attendance to either A, not say anything at all, right. or just say the dumbest advice in the world, which is whatever makes you happy, which will just lead you to not happiness. Right. In my opinion, many people disagree with me on that. Again, very wise. <laughs> Married couples should have separate bank accounts. I don't like this. And separate homes. <laughs> what? Okay. It really says that. A getaway? What yeah. is this? Oh, gosh. This is um, controversial marriage advice. I don't like that. Now, I'm I'm maybe a little bit old-fashioned in this regard, and I have many people who are near and dear to me who see this very differently. 
I don't like the separate bank account thing at all. I, I find it to be so confusing when you're married and say, we commit to just blending our lives together, but we're going to keep our money separate. And it feels like what happens if if both are working outside of the house, if Joe's job pays more than, in this case, let's say Jill's job, mm-hmm. then are, how are we paying the mortgage? Is it half and half? And does Joe have more excess money because he has a higher paid job than Jill does? It feels like it opens itself up to a lot of unnecessary arguments and even some seeds of bitterness of he's got more spending money or she's got more spending money because her job pays more than my job yeah, and I took or this you job do because a percentage you know I, I know people who do a percentage based on what their income is I find that to be just so bizarre when married it feels like the easiest way to do it that would lead to the least amount of strife would be to become one we're all bringing our stuff together and that includes the money and i also don't like the potential for like hidden accounts for secret spending yeah i think that's a little bit of a i get it i'm being prudy here but i just think it's like a little bit of a slippery slope of you trying to do things in private in isolation from the other person sure it's super simple i we have one account that we open up and that's the money we have one checking account one savings account one retirement account that's it and it's all we have mutual access to it and now i get it i work outside of the house lou stays at home with our kids and does you know kind of the unpaid job right but i just feel like it would get so murky and weird i don't like separate accounts at all i don't know anybody who has a problem with it with the separate accounts people who i know have who have separate accounts and they have a joint account Mm -hmm. um i've never heard them say that they have any problems with that yeah, I'm just you, saying, yeah, and maybe they don't, but they also maybe like don't tell be like, you. Hey, let's tell Donna. Our yeah, about problems. the fight we had yes, on Thursday. Exactly. Yeah, uh, then you're not going to like this one. Okay. <laughs> Finally, a list of controversial marriage advice that's going viral. Um, the last one is plan for divorce before you tie the knot. Okay. Okay. I'm not even. I'm not even going to take the bait. Mm, Prenups should be a standard thing that everybody gets. Your final day of marriage counseling. Great. We've talked about how we can blend our lives and compromise and put one another ahead of each other. Our final topic today is your impending divorce. <laughs> yeah. I want you to look into her uh, eyes. I know. Uh, I know. A little bit of bad energy, as some people might say, on the marriage. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Whatever. All right. Whatever, bye, Dawn. Donna. Bye. Bye, Dawn. Thank you. We've got some music news when we come right back on My Talk 1071.